Hello all, are you ready for Royal Ascot 2023? By the sounds of it, Messrs Scott and Fellows already are. So sit back, maybe charge a glass and enjoy Episode 5, Series 5 of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. Yes, the racing podcast brought to you in partnership with our friends Fitzdares Bookmakers is back for the second time in June. Royal Ascot round the corner. Epsom Reflections as well. But I must start with your own rivalry on the track, which saw Cumulo Nimbus beat Pridwin in a pretty valuable Class 2 handicap at Haydock on Saturday. Bedford House 1, Eve Lodge nil then. Well, yeah, on that day. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest we didn't bill it up as much as a rivalry i think it's a, it was a busy old week and we never actually really talked about it until until like normally when we talk about it they finish last and second <laughs> yeah, last so i think exactly. i think in this occasion <laughs> i think it was uh That's quite true. good that we didn't That's talk true. about it and they actually both ran well so um charlie's source was interesting because um obviously i had a bit of a line through him from from newmarket so i I didn't necessarily think he was going to win, to be honest. And he was a big drifter on the day, but he really won won for plenty in hand. So, Jockey gave it an absolute peach. Second time he's given it a peach of a ride. He he rides very well, Harry. He's very good. He beat me at Yarmouth the other day. He's very good. He gave it a lovely ride from the front, got to the front, slowed it up, quickened, took three lengths out of the field in the straight, and they just were never going to get to him. It was a very, very good ride. You sounded confident before the race. I saw a story on the Racing Post where you were all, all the Racing positive. Post. The Racing Post are very good at making you sound a lot more confident than you actually are. <laughs> oh my god, you and the Racing Post. Uh, so I can't remember what the headline was, but uh, look, he did have conditions in his favour, and it was a track that we knew would suit. So yeah, I mean, he he went there with a good chance. I was quite. I guess the ground was why he drifted because all of his form has been on soft ground so far so it was his first win on quick ground well it was a competitive race and there was money for quite a lot of the others as well and they you know it was a yeah i'm not surprised you drifted a little bit um yeah my horse my horse ran really well it was nice to see him be competitive at that level on the grass i just really was watching the race saying like switch 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 because he's a horse that he he's soft and he was very much pinned down on the rail with nowhere to go and and then as soon as Billy rang me he said I was trying to switch but he was hanging down to the rail and if I'd pulled him out mm. you know he probably would have hung into something I'd have got days or the horse would have lost momentum and so fair enough because I, I really believed if he was not hanging he was switching on Charlie's horse he would have run a bet he would have run closer are we rematching are we rematching at Royal mm. Ascot I think you know I I'm not really one to just run horses for the sake of it as you know but I think my horse is and his owners have booked a ticket to go and run at Ascot. Yeah, and I think you're going to... If we get might in. get in. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go and run. I put some cheap pieces on and, you know... In the mile and a half day, aren't I? Mile and a half handicap. We'll probably give him an entry in the mile six handicap as well. But, yeah, mile and a half handicap. Yeah, I'm going to run there as well. George, Pridwin might have got beat that day, but in general, horses still seem to be running well. Dear Daphne going in the day before at Thirsk, and oh, seven questions, just getting edge to neck at Yarmouth the day before that. Please, with where the string are at at the moment? Lumped on seven questions, backed off the boards all day. Then drifted like a barge. Did it? Yeah, like a big late yeah. drift. Only just got beat later. Yeah, I, I really, I, I, I was going to say I take these losses well. I didn't take that one well at all. I could peel myself off the rail because... You know, not that I think he's... Well, I do. I think he's quite a nice horse. And I just couldn't mm. believe he got beat. And he, I really... I'm not talking as a sore loser and I have respect for Williams Philly. 
So we gave her eight pounds and I tracked position. And so we were just right strung out in the middle. I actually blame myself. I don't think a two-year-old of mine this year should be getting beaten through greenness, you know, second time out. So that's, it's my fault. And he was pricking his, but he's going to the Windsor Castle. So. Oh, okay. Mine get beaten on about their fourth start through greenness. So. <laughs> but you're trying to do something different. I'm trying to get them. So he goes to the Windsor Castle. I promise you, I know it sounds crazy. He is lively outsider. He is a big improver, that horse. Before we turn to matters in Berkshire and the world's most historic flat meeting, let's rewind and reflect on the world's most famous classic, the Derby. August Rodin and King of Steel, some jewel that was, wasn't it? Exciting spectacle. Um, on the day, the best horse won. How do we think that their seasons will unfold and what did you make of them on the day? Charlie, you're always good at reflecting on races. On the day, the best horse won. I was very impressed with him. And I think the glowing reputation that he had over the winter has been clearly restored. And I think in... You know, he's going to be King George's and stuff like that. He's going to be very, very, very hard to beat. Looks, he looked very impressive to me. The pair uh, of them were, though, weren't they? They'd they pulled, pulled a long way clear. clear. King of Steel um, got first run on him. I mean, an unbelievable training performance from Roger. But looks more like a, possibly a ledger type. Big horse, massive. Mm. Um, he might get faster with more experience, though. Yeah. But... If they met again, I'd have August Rodin winning by further. It's good that we had two exciting three-year-olds like that, though, because pa perhaps they they weren't the Colts until that day, that race. They now suddenly are. Hundred um, percent. The the cut the two thousand guineas form has got knock after knock after knock. So yeah, very much so. The the Colts three-year-old Colts looked a substandard bunch. Hang on, I thought we talked about until, this last time. Until then, I made a point where they're probably not substandard. Guinea's form was probably not substandard. How could you say that? What's what's, well, what's little big little, the form? little big bear over the six furlongs? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They've just I think the race is full of quality, but over different distances, trips, and things as the season goes on. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of good horses in that race. I'm sure it's a two thousand guineas. I'm sure that's there will I mean. be. Yeah, but maybe the my yeah, but but I think the miling the miling division is not the strongest, but there are a lot of quality three year olds around. Anyway, we're talking back to he he was he was knocking Sol's sister as well. We haven't talked about that, wasn't he? I think I've put her up to beat the O'Brien thing. I, I didn't know. knock her, I just you said said you'd be surprised if she was gonna win. No, I said for a Gosden Philly to go off sixteen to one for a Fred Muzidora. Darling, whatever it was. Oh, Muzidora. No, Muzidora. No, you're right, Muzidora. They can't think she's a world beater. Well, that was all I said. She now looks And then I said, I'd really like Lady Bamford to win the Oaks. It would be a you wonderful result that. for everyone involved. And I'm glad you're talking about connections because for Frankie and the Goldstones, wasn't that Friday something special? Can I just say about Frankie's ride on Emily Upjohn? Look, I know she was seemingly much the best, but he was just a masterclass. He, he took his sure. time. He knew full well, he could see Rob Hornby was in a pickle on Westover, going nowhere. And he looked and he went, rat tat tat boom. You see him look and you see they're all in a pickle, they're not, they're not moving. He went, woomph, and he, knit. he kicked a hell of a long way out, but he stole the race. And the, the margin is diminishing towards the line. It was a masterclass. I, I thought Frankie in general rode superbly on the Saturday on Rafe Beckett's filly in the group race. Do you remember? She yeah, was slightly awkward voyage. away and he just took so just much care, time. So he, Prosperous voyage, is that right? Prosperous voyage. And he took his time and came and just did what he knew should do. She was the class horse. She proved it. He never panicked. I just thought he was in masterful form over the two days. I think he has been because there's no For pressure. Sure. 
you know, he's just, he's so unique. I always remember when McCoy retired and, you know, it was only a year or two later, you just kind of miss watching him. Um, you know, when you see those replays of Wachita Lineman and all that sort of stuff, he's just one of a kind. So you drunk it all in? Yeah, I do. Because I think he's a special, special rider and a special guy. And I think everyone's half thinking he's going to do a U-turn, but I know he's not for a fact. I know he's not. He's looking forward to retiring. Can't wait. Any further Epsom reflections or Frankie thoughts before we No, I couldn't have put it any better myself. I thought it was except a couple of exceptional rides there. Um, he really is a very, very talented jockey. A master of his craft and art. OK, we'll see what he does at Royal Ascot. So it's now time to look to the future and the Berkshire five days. Goodness me, I must just start this section with a bit of background here. There's been the usual debate about guest or no guest for this episode. And on the WhatsApp group, a message appeared this morning. We don't need a guest. We have the winning most young trainer at Royal Ascot hosting the pod. I can't see Thady Gosden in the room. I believe he has five to his name at Ascot, a Royal Ascot, alongside his father. Thady doesn't count. <laughs> He's got been handed it on a plate. Me and George have worked up, worked up from... Don't drag from, me into this. From, I have nothing the, to do from, with this conversation. From the ghetto. Me and George have worked up from being, you know, street rats down the bottom, training sort of four or five horses when we first set up. Thady Gosden doesn't count. Well, we'll move Talking on about rapidly. Thady Gosden, can I just say one thing? That filly at Goodwood yesterday looked like an absolute... Awful race. Awful race. Weapon. Awful race. Awful, awful, it doesn't, awful race. Doesn't it was the worst listed race you will ever, I'm sorry. She might easily be very, very, like very good, but it was a fucking appalling race. Excuse my French. Sorry to anyone who had a runner in that race. It was diabolical. Did you have a runner? No. Why? Because the only one I could have run is Cloudbreaker and she's going to Royal Ascot. So. Yeah. Would you think she would have been second? Yeah. Who will this yeah. year's stories be, boys? Moving on quickly. Both equine and human. Queen Anne, opener, who wins that? Modern Games. Insp I'll go in Spiral. Okay. Really? Yeah, because she's she's probably got more quality on her day. I agree. I completely agree about that. I just think Modern Games is rock solid and has run. There's a, just a few question marks over it. But I do agree she's got more class. King's Stand, the opening big sprint of the meeting. Which way is that going? Highfield Princess. I think she's an absolute monster. I loved her comeback. Cool and Gutter is a very good filly. I'm not. 100% sure she's as good as something like Nature Strip that came over last year. And I just think Highfall Princess is just as good as we've had in a long time. George? Well, Dramatised was so impressive at the meeting last year. Did nothing wrong under James at Haydock the other day. And she probably represents some each way, each way value and is a real quality filly. We're going to talk about the Coventry in a bit because we're going to reflect on both of what we're going to preview your runners, your respective runners. So I will look at the Coventry Stakes, believe me, George. But I want to ask you about St. James Palace's Stakes, the other big one on day one. Chaldean versus Paddington. Do we think we're going to see a really good three-year-old miler that day? Well, we've nearly got we've nearly got the Guineas, uh, excuse me, the English, French and Irish, because Isaac Shelby was second in the French. So that's what we want from a St. James's Palace. And I, at the prices, will go with Isaac Shelby, who was devastating in the um, trial and ran a good race in France. And I I think uh, he, at the prices, could be some value. This is actually, looking through it, it's nearly the race of, one of the race of the week. This is a cracker. Yeah. Um, Chaldean has done absolutely nothing wrong. Paddington, I think, is probably his best. Big I know that big improver. Yeah. Cicero's gift 
who was a really yeah. cheap yearling, and as a couple of my owners are in him, as a, as a, they've turned down eye-watering, eye-watering sums of money for this horse, is seriously talented. Uh, Which one is he again? Cicero's gift is Charlie Hills' well, horse, one of conditions raced up, actually hacked up in a conditions race down at Goodwood. Look, look. Previously, Harry Eustace sent a horse that's favourite for the, or is one of the favourites for the Britannia, to Wolverhampton for a restricted C&D and bumped into this <laughs> sodding thing. Uh, and he's a very, very, very good horse. I would, I, I've got two of the most lovely owners are in him and I'd love to see that horse win. So I'm with Cicero's gift. We're going to be short and, short and punchy, that's the plan. So we're going to take you straight into the next day where really the flagship race is, of course, the Prince of Wales is um, the Group 1, the Mile and a Quarter Group 1. Um, now, that there's, looks three good horses there, doesn't it? Luxembourg, Adayar and Baybridge. Is Baybridge starting to become a little disappointing? Well, or is that very beat, unfair? He was not beaten far in the Tassels Gold Cup. Yeah, he was, he was beaten. He was, beat, he was beaten, though. He was beaten on the day. Luxembourg is, can, go, can go around there with a blindfold on, can't he? You know, but I suppose this is a different challenge. So, Prince of Wales winner, then? Um, Luxembourg. You're going... I've never really liked Luxembourg, just because of that horrible head carriage of his. It just looks ungenuine and ungainly. I'm going to go with my Prospero. I thought he ran a really good race in the Lockinge over a mile, staying on. I think he's a good horse. I think he can take a step forward. Okay, so day three, Gold Cup. Now, I'm strong on Eldar Elderoff. Gave five pounds to the winner of the Yorkshire Cup, only beaten a diminishing half length. I think that was a great Gold Cup trial. I could be wrong, and you may be with Coltrane or pick your fancy. Is there anything else that beats Eldar Elderoff? I would have been with Haskoy, but she's been ruled out today. Has about she? About an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, she, she's such a talented filly, that. And she's out. Yeah. She's retired. Oh, so that's a shame. Oh. So, yeah, I mean... Your beer? Your beer for rattling quick ground? Like, yeah. I think he's a very talented horse. On his day. Uh, well, I think, you know, Coltrane and um, um, Elgar... Eldgar, Eldar, Elderoff, yeah, have both have are both quality horses, but I mean they've got chinks in their arm, you know, chinks in there. And this is very armor. interesting. Courage Monami is a Frankel of Mr. Oppenheimer's that's unbeaten, out of a mare that I've trained all the family of, and this lovely Frankel <laughs> gone to Mr. Goldston. Great, that's really good. Perfect. Yeah, but you're just the you're just the run to the litter. You well, hold on, off. I've trained two fillies out of the family, both got stakes. One one. I know that you're at the bottom of the flagpole. I am, yeah. yeah so the, the market principles are both getting beat, according to you guys. Yeah, yeah. take them on. Yeah, beer. Yeah, beer. Take the market principles on. Yeah, beer. Um, Commonwealth Cup. I think uh, it's a, a race really race. fascinating race on the Friday. Um, what do we th- What do we think about that? I mean, Little Big Bear, if he turns up, will probably. And if he turns up in that Haydock form, will win. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Hold on about Haydock. Haydock was probably the most biased track that has been run this country so far this year. If you got that rail, you won. It was that simple. Didn't matter how (laughs) good or how bad you were. If you got the rail, you won. And the horse that Little Big Bear beat that day is a listed horse and beat it two lengths. And they were the two that got the... um, I don't know. Yes, the manner, the way he quickened against that rail. No, look, I can't have it. I, I fine, well, you're it. not having that. That's fine. That's why we're so doing it. We're this. asking you, who, who wins it? Marban wins it. I genuinely think Marban wins it. I'm going to win my one. first. I mean, how he's 50 he's to 1, 50 I do not one. know. I was just scrolling down here and I was like, how? maybe he's not in it. Maybe he's forgotten to enter <laughs> it. <laughs> how is he 50 to 1? 
Because you've got a terrible Royal Ascot record in the flagship races. You only win... You only, Who's that? William Hill. William Hill, no. 25 to 1. They you know. Only, you only win those consolation no, no. races. Do I hell win those consolation races? Sakir is a big horse, but I might want a bit of cut in the ground. Don't think really? he wants it rattling quick. Lezu's a good filly. Very good filly on fast ground as well. Yeah. It's a really cool race, this. Yeah. I'm with you. Should have been in a rings 20 to 1, Jesus. Right. So finishing the Commonwealth Cup, Marban for you each way. No, um, each way, Marban each is way. An each way is a very player. good bet. Yeah, um, place lay Marban. Oh, <laughs> and so what? No, I, I'm secure. Secure. Okay. Yeah, fine. So let's talk about the respective Bedford House and Eve Lodge horses that are travelling down to Berkshire next week. I think it's exciting for you guys. I know you've got some horses to run. So I'm going to leave it with you to talk through your strings for Royal Ascot. George, um, go first. I'm not going to be there for, here for too long. Well, yeah, we've got um, Watch My Trace in the Coventry, who um, is... Worth... The Coventry we've seen in many a year. <laughs> yeah, mm. well, I, the two-year-olds are the best two-year-olds we've seen in many a year, according to all the figures, guys. And I've been... T I don't, I've been... Banging on about figures over and over <laughs> again. I've been going on about this for quite some time. I think there's three reasons for this. One... The Breeze Up guys are getting unbelievably good at what they do and they're buying better stock. Two, a lot of big owners are very happy to have fast two-year-olds again and it's led by the ammo thing. Yeah. And three, there are a lot of good trainers, young trainers especially, who, who are really concentrating on training two-year-olds. And as a result, it's become an unbelievably competitive division. And the two-year-olds are running unbelievably, unbelievable speed figures compared to the last 10, 15 years. So it's going to be fascinating. Carl Burke's horse will take surely the beating. He's going to run, he's going to win the Norfolk. He'll win the Norfolk. He will win the Norfolk. The Coventry is, is, is it was fascinating. He's got this Asadna that's done something that only Galileo has done before. And then you've got this other thing of Aidens, which is clocked. What's Asadna? Is that George's? Yeah. Right. Is, and then you've got this thing of Aidens that's also run a huge figure. So those two, you know, on the figures should should be the two two to, to beat. But anyway, I've got Watch My Tracer. He won very nicely first time out, as we've discussed on here. And, you know, I'm pleased with the way he's been training. I have a feeling that he'll probably be at his best when kind of Goodwood comes around. Because my gut feeling was that the Yarmouth race was coming two weeks too soon for him. So I guess you kind of try to remember how you felt despite the change in circumstances. And I feel like maybe the Coventry, he's just going to improve a little bit as he gets a bit stronger. But he is training like a horse that has got some quality. So we'll see. And then my other two run I'm going to run is, is uh, seven questions. And, you know, people might um, turn their noses up a little bit about that, having been beaten at Yarmouth. But again, he ran a very good, he ran a really good speed figure, good enough, better than Rocket Rodney did last year before he went there. And he's always been a very, very, very slow learner. Like, just got him ready to run, dopey, dopey, dopey. And I feel like he'll switch on. He gave a lot of weight away the other day, and he's a lively outsider in the Windsor Castle. Can we just rewind? Your Coventry horse, you say he'll be prime, you know, prime spot for glorious Goodwood. However, what, make, what, what makes you think that? Because surely that was such an impressive debut against some fancy types... He will have done his. He will have. He will have presumably improved the experience. A stiff six at Royal Ascot. Are you thinking he's seven furlong? Horse? No, so I just. I did, he's just year. not fully furnished yet. So what's his trip? What's his six in your mind's eye? Six, and he'll so get a, seven. But six will be perfect to Ascot. Absolutely perfect for him. So I, I imagine I was coming here today. I won't say I was thinking you were going to be bullish, but I was thinking you were thinking 
He could run a place. We can pick up some of the Well, I'm not sure a place. He'll, I, I, I don't think he's there to make up the numbers. I'm saying since As- Yarmouth, he's impressed me. But I'm saying anything he's doing at this stage in the year, I would expect him to be doing better later in the year. An opinion, Charlie, on George's horse here? I actually don't. I genuinely, surprisingly, um, George would be shocked to hear. I actually don't have a, an opinion on this one. I can't kind of agree with what he's saying. I think he was very impressive on debut, and he definitely deserves his place in the race. I, I think. I think that might just be a case, a bit like the Windsor Castle last year. He's just managed to lamp in a year where it looks like a really, really hot Coventry. Yeah. No, I agree. And then, and then Rocket Rodney's going to run, run the Holly route and he's going to carry a lot of weight against lightly raced, unexposed, improving horses, um, which is not going to be easy. But, you know, he's a course and distance, um, not winner, but a, a big, he's run a huge race over course and distance at that time of year. And that's going to stand him in good stead. And I expect him to leave York well behind where he got more tired than, than I'd anticipated. And I would think that he'll be a horse that you could say if he runs his race, the winners, the horses that go past him are the horses that are going to be involved at the business, business end of the race. I think that's fair. And Charlie's hopefully got one for, from his point of view, got a runner in the race as well, haven't you? Yes. You would have step over the first bridge first. Yeah, the plan is to run at Kempton on Wednesday. He was a nap to Walla, was that right? Yeah. It was the uh, selection from our yeah, last podcast. it might not be my charity bet this week, having seen its draw, draw of 11 of 11. 11 of 11, which makes things a lot harder. But he's rated 81 and he will be literally touch and go to get into the race. So I think I'm going to have to run him. Why don't you just hold? Why don't you just not run him, mate? And Honestly, just, just see. And just, if it doesn't work, if, look, don't run. What's the point running him from a wide draw? No, I, no benefit. I, that is that is very much going through my head. Don't at the run him. Just take your chance. Yeah. And if he doesn't get into, it's only a Hollyroot handicap. It's not. It's not an. I know it's Royal Ascot. I like winning at Royal. Ascot, I know. George, I know, especially because you know? it's a consolation race, pretty much. I like winning at Royal Ascot. Last race of the day, everyone's gone home by then. No, I no, no. Can I just happen. say one thing? Why would you run him? What is the point? It's just not. You can have a bad experience from the wide I, draw. No, I agree. I, I mean, or I, you go up six be, pounds, and it's just a pain to be in fair. Eyes. I found out the draw. I've then been pumping some iron in the gym, and now I've come to do this podcast. So I haven't really had time to think about it properly. <laughs> I will go home this afternoon, spend an hour or two in my office, and ponder. Probably decide that yeah, it's a waste of time. But and also, holy. Are fire. you also saying this because you're a part owner of another horse in the race? <laughs> <laughs> holy fire runs in the same race. I know. I don't know why he needs to be dual-handed. I would, I would sit and suffer. I really would. Of course you would, and then you'd be delighted when I don't get in. Just one less runner. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if I can enter. Entry yeah, again. exactly. You'll I'll enter. be ringing round trying yeah. to bump him out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got, I've got Pridwin and Coco Jack, who to the, to the, to the naked eye, and you know the realists, but they're probably they look, they look reasonably exposed. But they're both going back to the meeting off off the back of career bests. And I think Coco Jack is actually quite an interesting. What's horse. he running in? Britannia? No, in the Golden Gates, 10 furlongs. And I don't know okay. if you saw his run at Muscle, but it was quite mm. impressive. He looked like the best horse in the race the whole way through it and very much the best horse in the race. And he's a bit of a monkey and he was looking and looking and looking. And one of Johnson's just came winging down the outside and beat him. And he kind of rallied again. And he's just quite an interesting horse up at, tri- at that trip. He'll be 25 to 1, 33 to 1, but he's tough. I could see him being in the first six. Has he ran, was that over 10? Nine. Over nine. He ran a really good race yeah. in that in that Edinburgh Cup. So yeah, that's that's kind of my, yeah, I've got a runner almost every, like four out of the five days. I'm really looking forward to it. They've got to work 
the T-Rods will work and Rodney will work tomorrow and Wednesday and then you get through that and then you start thinking about it a little bit more maybe. Charlie, Royal Ascot Runners? Royal Ascot Runners. Aside from Marban, your each-way selection in the Commonwealth Cup. So we've got Vadream, either sprint. If she gets over at ground, then she's dangerous. If she doesn't, she won't run. Atrium in the Hunt Cup, again, once softer than good. If it's softer than good, he comes into play big time because that will set up very nicely for him. He has not had things go his way this year. Mm. Well, he's kind of a master of that himself at times as well. Yeah, but he's won a lot more. Like he's won, his win his win rate is pretty high. He's, you know, no, he's, he's won three or four, three, three, at least three. Grand Alliance and the Hardwick. Who knows what Grand Alliance will turn up. Doesn't mind what the ground is. Was rattling quick when he was second there last year. He's won on bottomless ground, so he'll turn up whatever. He'd have to be your best chance, really, if you're looking at it from an no. outside perspective. No, I think Tawala. I think Tawala, if he gets in, would be the best chance. I think he's should, the best handicap horse. I think you should run at Kempton actually, just in case you don't. <laughs> Shabazz will either go to the Britannia or the. Golden Gates. I'd rather run him in a Britannia because I think he's quicker than we're giving him credit for. He also wants soft ground. Cloudbreaker will have three options. She'll either run in the Ribblesdale, the 10 furlong handicap, the Golden Gates, or the 12 furlong handicap. Just got to decide where we go. I'd probably rather run in a handicap because I think she'd have a good chance of winning one of those. Ribblesdale, she's going to find one or two too good. Um, Which you have to take on the boys. In the, is it the King's? She has to take on handicap. the boys in the handicap, yeah. Uh, but the owners lives right next door to Ascot. Would love Ascot runners. Uh, Cumulo Nimbus might have booked his place in the Duke of Edinburgh. We'll wait and see. He's going to be right on the edge. Gorak has definitely booked his place at Royal Ascot, having gone up. Well, I think he's going to go up nineteen pounds. How do you feel about that? Nineteen it's a pounds. Sweet. Wow. No. How do you feel about that? Are you just happy? The owners are over the moon. They are so happy. This is a horse they bought for 24 grand, rated 73. He's going to have gone up to 105. Uh, he's run 10 times this year already. He is the most remarkable horse. He is the toughest horse I've ever trained. He takes his racing so well. He was hopping laden the day before his race. He had a spot of, of um, a pus. pus in his foot. Luckily, we managed to find it. Popped it out, pus came out, had a poultice, travelled on with a poultice up to Haydock, trotted up relatively sound that night, was pretty much sound in the morning. By 11 o'clock when he had the shoe back on, he was sound as a pound, went and finished, got beat two lengths in a group three. Trainer's dream, this horse. He it? is amazing. He is the dream horse to train. Can I, can I just say... Do you and he's owned by 39 Aussies who are so excited about having a runner at, at Royal Ascot. And they don't give a shit how he runs now. Brilliant. But it's just, it is remarkable. Fun. They were so desperate. I was like, the only way I can get this horse's handicap mark up is by doing something really stupid. And I just spotted that the John O'Gaunt, over course and distance that he'd won over, was light. And that there were only a few horses. And when I looked through the horses in entry tracking... I could see that at least three of them were soft ground horses and were not going to get their ground and almost certainly not going to declare. So it was a no-brainer. And then having thought I was going to have to call the handicapper to beg him to put me up enough to get into the race, I had to call him up this morning to beg him not to put him up too much so that we could still get into the race because if he goes over 105, which they were going to do, yeah. we're not running. 
incredible. He's probably a bit of an advocate for 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 you to run horses a little bit more, isn't he? In a sense, you know, I I do always think they take plenty of racing a lot. I think of you just have to play it like each horse is different. Like every no, horse is course. different. He just is one of those horses that eats every single thing you give him, and he. You'll canter him up Warren Hill the de- two days after or three days after he's run, and he will tank up there every time. No one can hold him bar my heavier boys. The girls can't hold him on one side of him. I mean, I got it beat off 70. It didn't just get beat off 73. It got stuffed off 73 around Wolverhampton in January. God knows how. I know that a load of my lads lost a fortune on him that day. <laughs> but he's an amazing oh. horse, and the owners are over the moon. And I think that's... It's Tawala we've talked about in the Holyrood house. I will go every day I've got a runner. Very good. Okay, so we've touched on Ascot. We've looked back at Epsom. We've looked at your own horses. You mentioned 39 Aussies there, which has made me think that actually before Royal Ascot starts, the Ashes starts. I Um, can't wait. What do we think about our chance? You said something utterly, utterly (laughs) extraordinary off air before we started recording this. The listeners, I, if you're driving a car, please just pull over your car briefly. Because Tony said he thinks that the Aussies will walk over us. I'm strong on the Australians. Oh, They'll win at least three test matches. Will you listen to this drivel? Basball, we're just, we're, we're the, I mean. Oh, no chance. Basball, huh? Basball against Stark. Come, all right, Stark didn't bowl great at the Oval, he's, but he still picked up wickets. I was really impressed with Scott Boland. Thought he's, he will I suit, he will suit conditions um, here. Um, they've got Hazelwood to bring back. Cummins is a fantastic bowler. And Nathan Lyon is, what, nearly 500 test wickets? I can't see Basball working it's against a big, yeah, but everyone said that Basball wouldn't. Everybody said that Basball wouldn't work in... In the Pakistan Aussie attack. Or the, wherever the, the, the Aussie attack is a different level to the Pakistan attack for, from that series. Um, I'm sorry. I think we will come unstuck. Not every game. I think we'll win a test. I think Basball will work on occasion, but the Australians are just and again they're top order batting. The openers they might be suspect. Warner uh, and Kawaja haven't got big runs in that test against India. However, Labashane, Smith, Travis Head, Carey, wow, that's just solid. And I just yeah, think you look at our batting order as well. Our batting lineup is unbelievable, unbelievable. It's just going to be. It is fascinating. extraordinary the depth of our batting line. The folks doesn't even get into the squad, and he is he is a remarkable cricketer, and he hasn't got he doesn't even get a look in. Both sides opening partner. Both uh, both sides openers. I think are fallible after that. Like you say, I do think there's some strength in our batting, but I think their strength is there too. I can't and wait I think to their see. bowlers look yeah. just no, no, class, I agree. class. I agree, but look at our bowlers. Attack. You've got Jimmy and, and yeah. Broad, who for the Ashes just they up their game every time. Yeah, some but, of the, but yeah, they are. They are. They're phenomenal creatures, but maybe. Don't, but, we're talking Jimmy Anderson here. No, I'm, the I'm not highest run taking wicket taker, sorry, wicket taking. Bowler, fast bowler, fast bowler that there has ever been in his yeah. in in fast. his backyard. In his backyard, but he's just and maybe Broad, you know he's just who not... just loves bowling at Warner, which is going to be a fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be epic. It's going to be wonderful. What is going to be fascinating is this is going to be the true true test for the new regime. Yeah, yeah. this is the true yeah. test, and I love Stokes. everything that's yeah. come before them. Really, yeah. I love pales. Stokes. I mean, so does everyone? We need him to bowl, though, don't we, guys? 
He's just because now we have, though, we've got really. Jack Leach. Obviously, was a big that is a stress huge man. What a sad problem. It's a horror for him. It's a huge problem. Yeah. It's oh, a huge problem. You know. Just tying up an end in, in sport. You know, isn't that cruel? He's yeah. everything. He, yeah. So he will have been looking forward to this yeah. to prove himself in an Ashes game. No, Who's that? So we brought Moeen Moeen in. in. Yeah. Who's? I mean, like he's not. He's, Which is ridiculous, in my opinion. Do you think? so? Yeah. I mean, the guys made the decision to quit quit Test match cricket. I quite oh, like. he's a good player. He's, he's a, good a player. really good player. He'll come well. on. He, he is. He is a good he player. Adds he, a, you, he adds even more depth this is to the, the Ashes, and he's mentally would have checked out a long time ago. He'll come off in one match for sure with a with a bat, and he's a good bowler. He's, an he's got 195 player. wickets, so he's no back I'm number. I'm not disrespecting Look. him as a cricketer. I'm just saying, for an you know, when you talk about playing sport at the highest level, Maybe. well. It, those types of things can be the things that... Um, the, you know, the Aussies win three tests. Sorry, chaps. I'll put it on no, the record really. there. So you think th you think 3-1, a draw in there. I don't think there'll be a draw, though. I'm a bit worried if there may be weather one game or something okay, will yeah, happen. Yeah. So I'm seeing yeah. Aussies winning at least three. I and that's winning wait. one. It's going to be fantastic. It Bring is it going on. to be fantastic. Lastly, I've been in touch with Fitstairs and asked could we have a charity bet um, for this current episode? And they very generously said yes. So what have we got that we think might just uh, cop a yield for a charity? And first, actually choose a charity before we put the selections up. Boys, have we got a charity that we'd like to select? The East Anglia Children's Hospice. Each, yeah, fantastic. Okay, can we find a winner for them, please, George? Well, what's, what does each mean? East Anglian, East Anglian Children's Hospice. Are you all right, mate? Are you oh, okay? I thought okay. you were going each as in each of you. So I was thinking, oh, why is he saying God. each, each, each? Sorry, listeners. Poor George. It's all, George is just look, not, yeah. George was going to nap a two-year-old at Chester, but he's just looked at the race and then now shit himself because it's considerably stronger than he thought I it was going to be. I didn't know that was the abbreviation. So it's, it's completely ruffled him, which is why he's talking when, utter drivel right now. <laughs> Carry on. So, uh, charity bets with selected East Anglia Children's Hospice. Charlie, uh, what's your selection, My please? charity bet is Winter Wilds on Wednesday at Haydock. She ran really well at Chelmsford. Then she really disappointed at Ascot. Then she ran much better at Chester the other day on a track she hates. And she's dropped down to a very workable mark. She's in a kiddies race, under 20 winners, and she should win. Win or each way? Win. £100 win. Okay. And for you, George? £100 win. Watch my tracer Coventry. No, he's shut up, George. Win? Win. No, 50, a minute ago, it was each way. You're not I'm doing growing in confidence. £50 each way. I think, I think that's sensible. £50 each way. Let's try and get something back. Let's get something back. Splendid. That's been fun. We hope you enjoyed it too. Keep in touch with us via social media. The boys have their own Insta and Twitter idents. While we're on Twitter, at Bridal Podcast. If you don't already, then give us a follow. Back next month, ahead of the July meeting here in Newmarket. Until then, thanks to all at Fitstairs for their support. Thanks to Carl Homer of Cambridge TV for producing the podcast. And thanks to you for catching up with our rambling. Until next time, cheerio. Cheerio.